Hi, my name's Steve Priest. I'm from Sweet, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. We are ready. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for another episode of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with guests from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 465 of On Screen and Beyond. And this week, our guest is Steve Priest of Sweet. That's right. They gave us the songs Ballroom Blitz and Fox on the Run, which is now part of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack. And uh, it was in the commercials that they used for advertising, the promo trailers and everything. And it's, it's, it's their music is just timeless and we gotta you know listen to all this stuff because it's great steve priest is going to be joining us here from sweet keep listening it's coming up in a few minutes right here on on screen and beyond we got a lot of things coming your way and uh let's take a peek at what's coming away as far as remake madness all right here we go remake madness a new Shaft remake is in the works this time, and uh, it's going to be adventure comedy. And it takes a uh, story in a different direction than the original, but uh, we'll see what they do with that. And also, the live-action remake of Disney's The Lion King will have James Earl Jones returning as Mufasa. And a remake of the French film, and it's called The Intouchables will star Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart and will be called The Upside. And that's it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. We're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. It looks like Katie Holmes will star in the film version of the self-help book The Secret. And Netflix, it looks like they're bringing more star power to their new films. Robert Redford and Jane Fonda will star together in Our Souls at Night. And that comes our way on Netflix on September 29th. And Selena Gomez and Elle Fanning are joining the cast of Woody Allen's next film. Get ready for that one. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as... Sequels. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sequel City. Well, Lionsgate is looking to continue the franchise of Twilight and the Hunger Games. That's right. Both of them. And uh, it's possible that both will continue 
in some form or shape, and we'll see what they do with that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And Creed 2, the next sequel in the Rocky story, will bring back Ivan Drago. And that's according to Sylvester Stallone. And let's see, Paramount is moving on with a sequel to World War Z. That's it for Sequel City. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD. Well, let's see what we have coming your way. Uh, August 22nd, NCIS, Los Angeles, Season 8 is going to be coming your way. And we also have Blue Bloods, the seventh season coming your way. And we also have on October 10th, Everybody Hates Chris, the complete series, as it arrives in stores on DVD. And September 5th, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, the complete first season, will be hitting stores. And October 10th, also look for Christmas specials coming your way. That's right, they're going to be arriving with Frasier, The Brady Bunch, the Honeymooners, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So those will be classic ones that you can catch up on, get you in the Christmas mood. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? <laughs> movies on DVD, let's see here. We got Captain Underpants, the first epic movie as it arrives on Digital HD and on that's on august 29th and then on blu-ray and dvd on september 12th and rough night with charlotte johansson comes our way on blu-ray and dvd on september 5th and october 3rd a ghost story with casey affleck and uh rooney mara and uh, that's going to be flying into stores on october 3rd like i said and that's it for movies on dvd next on on screen and beyond it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. On October 13th, Batman vs. Two-Face will arrive in stores with Adam West's final swan song as Batman in the animated feature. And singing legend Glenn Campbell has passed away uh, since our last episode of On Screen and Beyond. He passed away at the age of 81. One, and uh, also actor Ty Harden, known for his uh, role as Bronco in the late 50s and early 60s, and uh, he passed away at the age of 87. And Ty was a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond. You can go listen to that at onscreenandbeyond.com. Go to our rerun section, and you can listen to episode 124. That's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get a tummy ache and you moan and groan and woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity Birthdays. Well, let's see here. August 17th, Robert De Niro turns 74. August 18th, Robert Redford turns 81. August 19th, it looks like, uh, I can't even read my writing here. <laughs> John Stamos turns 54. And on August 20th, Robert Plant turns 69. August 21st, Kenny Rogers turns 79. August 22nd, it's uh, Kristen Wiig turning 44. And 
on August 23rd, Jeannie herself, Barbara Eden, turns 86 years old. And let's see, that's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, we had one that sent in. And it was Betty M. of Newark, New Jersey, turning 38 on August 14th. If you, a friend, or a relative are going to be having a birthday, we want to celebrate it with you. So send the information in to us. We will turn around and wish you a very happy birthday on the week of your birthday. And everybody who listens to On Screen and Beyond all around the world will be wishing you a very happy birthday. So be sure to do that. Send that to me. And uh, that's it. That's it for Celebrity and Listener Birthdays. Now it is time. <laughs> Over the years, if you have heard the songs from Sweet, you just it just gets you all revved up. I mean, <laughs> so many different songs they had. Fox on the Run now is in the Guardians of the Galaxies Volume 2 soundtrack. It was in the trailers for it. It's just one of those songs that gets you all pumped up. Of course, the Ballroom Blitz, you can't forget that one. Little Willie, another one they did. Also, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Love is Like Oxygen. You know, There's just so many that they've done. Steve Priest was one of the original members of the group. He's still going strong, still playing with Sweet. And he's going to be here, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Steve Priest is next. Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have an original member of the band that gave us many hits, including Little Willie, The Ballroom Blitz, Fox on the Run, and Love is Like Oxygen. The band is sweet, and the man is Steve Priest. As the opening line from Ballroom Blitz, are you ready, Steve? Uh-huh. <laughs> Steve, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. Now... Steve, I, I got to tell you just a little story before we get going here. When I started in radio years and years ago, the first song that I ever played, I wanted something that was upbeat and really get the people going, and it was a sw sweet song. It was uh, the Ballroom Blitz that I played. Oh, well done. Yeah, and uh, it, uh, it it's so good to hear that your you know your music is back. I mean, people. I mean, it's always been there, but it, it's getting a whole new audience. Yeah, no, that's great, isn't it? Um, I don't think it'll ever die. Well, it's it's such good music. I mean, there's you know, there's no doubt about it. It's just it's not dated like a lot of music is, and it's it's just something that uh, you know just keeps just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. Now let's take a look at how you started um, going back to the early years when before. Uh, sweet. Uh, were you when you were a young child? Were you musically oriented, or how did that come about? Well, I sang in a church choir. I'm really? not religious, but I sang in a church choir. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, my my dad played guitar. Uh, I don't know. It's just in there somewhere. How did you come to meet the other guys in the band, or how did the band begin? Um, I was in a, a band called The Army, which is an eight-piece soul-type band. And um, Mick and Brian were in a band called Wainwright's Gentlemen, and we were the same sort of thing. And uh, 
we played together or in the same gig mm-hmm. in Ealing Town Hall, which you've never heard of. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's where it happened. And that night, the Wainwrights gentleman's uh, manager decided to fire Mick, the drummer, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, I don't know why, and it doesn't really matter, because Brian decided to follow suit and left the band. And uh, then I got a phone call at the place that I worked, and it was Brian. He said, would you like to form a four-piece band? And I went, yes. Hmm. Because I was into Cream at the time, and I liked the idea of lead bass, drums, and vocals. And so we got together, and we had a, I think we had one rehearsal, and went, yeah, I'll do. And it just gelled. Hmm. Now, what years are we talking about when you started? What was the year that it started? 68. 68. So you're celebrating 50 years coming up next year. Yes, we are. Wow. Does or it, I am. Yeah, Whatever. The, yeah. Does it seem like, you know, 50 years? Um, yes and no. Uh, I feel like 50 years. But <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, it still seems like yesterday. Yeah. Now, when the group started, um, y- your songs were more pop music, like Little Willie, uh, and great songs, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, but then you seemed to take a little turn to a little more heavier sound with the, you know, the, the guitar riffs and everything. Uh, how, why was the change coming on, or was it, ju- was it just an evolution that came your way? It wasn't either of the above. In fact, we were when we first got together, we were doing rock and roll, rock and roll. We would not do in pop songs. It was just when um, uh, our guitarist decided to leave because he was getting married. Uh, it was Frank Torpy. And uh, so we were lost for a while. And then Chin and Chapman came along with Phil Wayman, who knew us, and uh, said, all right. And I had, I had a kid and, you know, had to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. And we went poppy for a while. But if you listen to the B-sides, that was what we were really about. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'll have, to, I'll have to pull out my old <laughs> Little Willie songs and, and, and listen to the Oh, flip side. yeah, please do. Because uh, Chin used to go, right, we've done what we're doing here, which was his song. No, well, actually, it was Mike Chapman's song. And uh, I'll give you another half-hour studio time, and you can do the B-side. So we did. Huh, yeah. So uh, now you guys were writing all this music yourself together, you know, as a group? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, what, what were your musical in- inspirations back then? Uh, what groups were you listening to, or which artists were you listening to? Um, well, I was brought up on the shadows, as in Cliff Richards and. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved the sound of a Stratocaster. Um, uh, Hendrix, Cream, uh, 
Oh, there's loads of bands that I used to love. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I still do. But right. Yeah. yeah. At the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what made you guys decide to go with the the glam rock look uh, back then? Oh, that was top of the pops. It it was just stupid. People, you know, like Mark Bowl and he came, uh, well, I don't know who started it, but it wasn't me. I joined in and got more ludicrous as the shows <laughs> went on. Um, you know, the feather boas and the makeup and this, that and the other. And I thought, well, if, if we're going to go for it, then we'll... We should be ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> and the one that was most ludicrous won. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that was the whole thing back then anyways in the 70s. I mean, and you know, uh, you look at the different rock bands that were out at that time. They were starting to go that direction. And, and you know, you guys were sort of like the, 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 the pre-Kiss guys, really. Oh, yeah. Kiss, Kiss stole from us. He, he even told me that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gene Simmons. He said, oh, we've stolen another song from you. Don't know what it was, but it doesn't matter. He admitted it. Hmm. Yeah. And and looking back at, at that time when you were, you were, you know, could you go out in public without being bombarded by you know girls running after you and people you know knowing who you are or, or because of the the glam stuff that you had that you know they didn't realize that it was you um uh, well i lived in a place called Iver heath eventually and i used to have fans outside they came from holland and germany and wherever denmark and uh, that was rather annoying, actually. Really? Mm. Yeah. Well, I couldn't go down the pub. <laughs> Jeez. When you guys were out uh, and, and coming up with these songs and everything, and each each album came out with bigger hits and everything, uh, was there any particular songs that you know you yourself fancied the most? You know, or that were your favorites, or even your favorites now? I mean, I'm sure it changed over time, but uh, is there? Any of the ones that became the, the big top 40 hits, were you, any of them were your favorites? Uh, Fox on the Run, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. And of course, that song is now on the Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, so, uh, of course, it, it just went through the roof. And it, 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 am I correct? It was number one on, uh, on iTunes back in... Yes, I heard that. Yeah, in 2016. Wow. I mean, mm. <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, after all this time for it to come back. Yeah, I know. It shows you if a song's a song, it holds up. Right. It, it definitely, yeah. And uh, now, they didn't use it in the film, if I'm... If I'm... No, I was I was disappointed and confused about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was our publishers that screwed up or they just didn't... He's a, the producer's a big fan of ours. Really? Yeah. So I'm surprised he didn't use it in the movie. Yeah, because they used it heavily in the trailer. I know that. They, they, yeah. Yes, I heard that. Too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of weird that you know I mean if if it was so big in the trailer, why wouldn't they use it in the film? You know, beats the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking about your past too, but uh, the. 
you, you haven't stopped. You're still going, right? You're still doing yeah. performances and everything. Yeah, the last 10 years. Wow. I mean, now how is it to get back out like that into in front of the people? It was um it was a choice I wanted to make and I found well, with help, I've 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 got a great band together, let's put it that way. Mhm. Yeah. And uh every time we play it sounds better. Your songs, of course, they've been used in all kinds of movies and commercials and everything else along the line here over the years. And uh, like I was just saying, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, but uh, a lot of bands have done your songs as remakes, correct? Um, as far as I know, yes. Yeah, I mean, one of them I know is Def Leppard did a, a version of one of your songs. Action, yes. It must be nice to to hear these people playing your music. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's a compliment, of course. Mm-hmm. Now, now when you hear them, do you? Uh, it is a compliment, but but when you hear it, do you say eh, they should have done it a little bit different or anything like that? Or no, you... because uh, they are who they are, and we were who we were, and or are. Wouldn't have you? Yeah, but I mean, when we recorded this stuff. This is the way it was done. This is our personalities. So put your own into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, uh, do you have any concerts coming up in the, in the, the near future that uh, people might be interested in going to see? Yes. Um, Capistrano, we're playing the something or other club. I can't remember on Friday. Ah, okay. Yeah. And uh, now if people want to see where you're going to be performing... Is is there a website that they can go to? Yeah, sweet sweetband dot com or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I'll do is I'll put a link on it uh, on our website when we yeah, post it. Yeah, please do. Yeah, so people can just go over to it. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, now, like I say, most of these songs were 74, 75, but then you came out with Love Is Like Oxygen in 1978, which, uh, that hit the top 10 too in, in the U. Um, of course I'm talking in the U S and I'm sure in, in England, it was uh, a big hit too, but, uh, yeah. uh, now, um, Love Is Like Oxygen, that changed the sound a little bit. It wasn't quite as punchy and hard as some of the others. Was that a just a, a change up for you guys? You just wanted to Well, do... it was we had to find a, a different direction because we got stuck in a in a hole if you like. And uh, this uh, with a, a we had a um keyboard player and arranger called Jeff Wesley and he he did a lot of you know orchestrations etc and piano playing and it just changed the sound and we needed to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, when I think of it, uh, you know, you, you have groups like, say, Alice Cooper, who for years was, was hard, you know, rocking music. And then all of a sudden he came out with, uh, you know, a song that was slow and just total change for him. And it was a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. So well, people, if people are fans, they'll go along with what you think is the best idea for you. Mm-hmm. As long as it's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, now, do you when you perform? Are you performing any new songs, or are they the, all the all the hits that you've done over the years, or are you still making new music? Um, I've got to get into the mode of of writing some new stuff. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you've got a track record of what we've got. To come up with something new, I mean, where do I go? Right. <laughs> and, and that's the trouble. Everybody compares the new stuff to your old stuff, and, and it's it's different. You just you can't do that, you know? No. You know, or they shouldn't. They I know they do, but uh, obviously. Yeah, well, that's to be expected, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so are, are you thinking about uh, putting trying to put out a new album? Um, I would like to sit down and start writing lyrics again. Yeah. Now, do you prefer your writing style? Do you prefer working like in the old days when you were with the band and you were throwing ideas around together, or do you like, you know, writing a song by yourself? Um, both, actually. The The idea of writing it with someone else is... I mean, myself and Andy used to get on very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we came out with a lot of ideas. I wouldn't mind trying that again, actually. Really? Yeah. Mm. Huh. Now, uh, when um, you guys were touring back then, uh, you know, in the 70s and, and uh, late 60s and everything, uh, who were some of the bands that you traveled with and opened with? Opened or they opened for you, That you know, either way. Deep Purple actually opened for us in Warrington. Really? Wow. That must yeah, have been a... they were doing a warm-up tour of England mm-hmm. before they came to the States because Hush was a hit. Yep, yeah. And all of a sudden, they were supporting us. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it was quite an eye-opener, actually, because the place was full of skinheads, and the... it, was a, it was a tough gig for them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Wow. Not so much for us because we'd been going through it, but they came out and they were very flamboyant, etc. Hmm. Um, other bands, I can't think. We uh, we really started touring on our own, and uh, I had uh, Cheap Trick supported us once, and we then supported them. Wow! Yeah. Now, were you going to at one time going to? Uh, perform with the Who at some festival. Yes, that was that was a dreadful time. Um, we were recording Sweet Fanny Adams at the time, and we were going to open for the Who at a huge gig, like a fifty thousand seater. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, before it happened, Brian was attacked by. Someone or some people, we're not sure, 
and he got his throat kicked in. Ooh, jeez. And uh, I don't know if that was political or it was planned or whatever, but anyway, he couldn't sing, which is why I sang some of the songs on Sweet Fanny Adams, like No You Don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, it took him a long time to recover. Wow. So we lost that gig, and, that, uh, and then people started saying, "Ah, oh, they're too scared to go on the same stage as The Who, which was total bull, because mm -hmm. we wanted to do it. You're kidding. I'm sure, yeah, jeez. Huh. It's a... So that sets us back a long way. Yeah. Huh. Now, you mentioned that story. Are there any other stories that you can remember from the early years, whether they were, you know, unusual or funny or anything like that, that uh, you, you want to share with us? Um, What's the craziest thing that a fan has ever done to you? <laughs> uh, Within limits now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, careful. Um, I don't know. I used to steer clear of fans. There, in Sweden especially, Denmark and Sweden, uh, fans used to find their way into our hotel somehow. Mm -hmm. And I'd walk around the corridor and there would be a fan that I saw a week ago and I'm going, how the hell did you find your way here? And it was, I don't know. They're amazing, as in fanatics. Wow, and it, it, it's yeah. I'm, I'm sure you, and sometimes you must be a little leery of what, what, how how fanatical these people can be. Sometimes. Yeah, no, I'm very leery of it now. Believe me. Right. Yeah, with all the crazy things that that go on. I mean. Yeah. So, um, Steve, I uh, want to finish up with uh, just a couple of questions here uh, sure. that take us away from your music. And uh, when you sit back and relax uh, and you put your feet up and you're watching TV, is there anything in particular that you watch on TV now? And what are your favorite shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Uh, um, I like Father Brown. Mm -hmm. Series, yeah, on PBS, yeah. But I think that's just run out. Um, I like Midsummer Murders, and I think that's over now too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I like watching history things. Yeah. What about movies? Do you got any favorite movies? Um, no, not really. No. No. I'll not. watch. I've been watching uh, Harry Potter for the last weekend. Oh, really? We had a Harry Potter weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I I like the way she wrote that. I admire her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Steve, it's it's been an honor to have you on the show. Uh, like I say, I've enjoyed your music ever since I was was younger in my first years in in radio. And uh, you know, like I said, you were the first guys I put on for a record back then, and it was. Uh... I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, I, I thank you so much for taking the time and sharing with us. Oh, my pleasure. I hope this uh, all runs out nicely, and you don't have to cut too much out of it. <laughs> No, no, I, I thank you very much for having me on. 
Very good of you. And a big thank you going out to Steve Priest for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Steve, of course, like I said, was uh, with Sweet. And uh, just uh, like I told him during the interview, the, the very first song I played on the radio was a Sweet song. And it just, you know, it, I just wanted to get everybody pumped up. And that song was just, you know, just doing it. So <laughs> I had to do it. And uh, if, uh, like I say, if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the soundtrack, it's on there. And it's just one of those songs, uh, Fox on the Run, that gets you going. And Ballroom Blitz and Little Willie and, you know, just great songs. So be sure to check them out if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, for sure. And uh, that's it. Next week, we're going to be doing it all again. we got a lineup of guests coming our way. And I'm sure you're going to be very fascinated with them. And we've got uh, somebody somebody very special coming our way, too. So uh, that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Uh-huh.